Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey Jonathan, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Today is Black Friday when we're dropping this. Uh, recorded before not, Thanksgiving. Yeah, not when we're recording. Yes. It's the day before Thanksgiving yeah, that we're recording. So hopefully you're standing in line somewhere listening no. to us on... Uh, no, I'm talking about the people that are they're listening. Okay. So maybe they're okay. standing in line listening to us as they, they buy us um, cool, expensive gifts for Christmas. And, and thanks for listening and, and producing this podcast every week. Yes, that's that's great. Or if they're like me, they are sitting at home and listening, yes. trying to avoid the crowds. Yeah. My wife does Black Friday shopping every year. And since she does that, yeah. she really enjoys that. It's kind of a tradition with her and her dad. So yeah. that means I get the kids on Black Friday. Awesome. So, um, and then we also, we, we hit the big Tupelo flea market on Black Friday after they get back and everything. So I take the kids for donuts on Friday mornings. And nice. Then we go to the, and then whenever she gets back from her Black Friday shopping or whatever with her dad, then we, we take the family over to the flea market, which is in this huge warehouse type thing in Tupelo. It's, it's a big deal in Tupelo. And, and we hit that. That's so. exciting. It's always fun. Very nice. Sometimes we end up at Kohl's or something like that, but as much as possible, I avoid it. And and I usually wind up at Lifeway as well here in Tupelo on Black Friday. Of course. Because we always have pretty good deals. We'll talk about that later. But okay. we, Lifeway always has pretty good Black Friday deals, and I always go, you know what? I could use some of those. So I, I yeah. go and get what, something. So I've got my eye on a CD this year. Fantastic. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, I We talked last week on the show. And we thought, oh, there won't be that much news next week. It's a holiday week. BP won't be putting out too much. We nope. were wrong. It's that time of year. We should know yeah, better. Than I should have known better. I should have known better. And and hat tip to Baptist Press for cranking Working out about a dozen stories on state convention uh, recaps. Yeah. Working hard on Thanksgiving week. Good for them. Yep. So uh, we do want to thank our sponsor before we get into the news, the expected one, the devotional from Scott James. Every Christmas, Christians from all around the world celebrate the Advent season, recognizing the love, hope, joy, and peace that is only found in Jesus Christ. Through this devotional, Scott James brings to light the many promises of Christ from birth to ascension that demonstrate his love for us during the Christmas season. These daily devotions, which are designed for both family and individual use, are timeless and moving reminders of the true gift of Christmas. You can pick up the expected one at lifeway.com or in your local Lifeway Christian store. And and we'll talk about this a little bit later at, at the end whenever we get to the resources of the week. If you're one of the first 100 customers tomorrow on Saturday after Thanksgiving, you get a free copy at every Lifeway Christian store. So if you're one of the first 100 customers at the Lifeway Christian stores on Saturday after Thanksgiving, you get a free copy of this book. That's great to know. So get on out there yeah. early Saturday morning. So that's pretty awesome. And I, I was pretty excited when I saw that. And Scott was freaking out about it, too. So it's pretty bet. funny. I That's got a text great. from him. He's like, what? So, But we'll talk about all the, the cool stuff LifeWay's got going on here later in the show. But first, to the states and Alabama. They approved their office relocation. We talked about this a few weeks back, Amy. They were doing a key swapping with the yes. Baptist, uh, the health and hospital board there in Alabama. And they were going to build them a new uh, headquarters in Prattville. And that all went through and got approved at the annual meeting of the Alabama State Baptist Convention. That's fantastic. So I know that was really exciting. Um, great, you know, celebration there. They celebrated something else. Uh, number one state in cooperative program giving. 
Yeah, very exciting. So that was a, a big time for uh, Rick Lance to just kind of share that with the messengers uh, to, to the messengers to that meeting. And uh, so it was, a, it was a big, big meeting for them. Yeah, it was. And uh, also elected, and we mentioned it last week, John Tweet as the president of the state convention. Buddy Champion was elected second vice president. First vice president went to Tim Cox. Uh, also, Billy Davis was elected the recording secretary and Bobby Dubois as the statistical secretary and registration secretary. Excellent. Uh, they also had a few resolutions. One, uh, just recognizing, you know, the, the church that where they use the facilities, but also in appreciation one, of, yeah, in appreciation, of, which of is course. the right thing to do. That's yes. one. That's one of the purposes of resolutions. Uh, but they had resolutions on uh, pro-life action, uh, gambling support for Israel and a perspective of Christians toward the Islamic world. And what, and, and that resolution was, was a important. It talked about viewing the Muslim world as a mission field, that all human beings are created in God's image. Sounds like it's a very uh, well-worded resolution. Yeah. And the, the one on gambling was especially significant because of what's been going on in the politics in Alabama. The governor was trying to push for a state lottery to be able to fund parts of the budget, higher education, the, the typical thing that you hear with lottery, and it didn't right. make it to the uh, the governor's desk. It never made it out of uh, the state legislature. So uh, that's that's a big thing that's going on in the state of Alabama. I think we saw that, uh, was it two years ago with Kentucky? Remember Herschel York yeah. fighting against that a lot? Yes, I remember that. Uh, and and part of the deal with this resolution um, was that a copy would be sent to uh, the governor, as well as members of um, an advisory council, a gambling advisory council, and Alabama legislators. So this is really putting, you know, resolutions do a few things, but one of the important things is stating what uh, that group of messengers feels at that time about a specific topic, um, what their position is, and it, they are often in response to things happening in the culture. And so it's good to see we, we do these at a national level, uh, and we're t- typically responding to things on a, that are happening in our country. But these state resolutions really hone in on some of the discussions they're having where they are. And this is a perfect example. Yeah. And Alabama, you know, you mentioned sending it to the governor. The governor down there, he's been one in the news as well. We've mentioned him on the podcast uh, with the uh, the extramarital affair in the past. He, he's had the, you know, now with the, the gambling resolution and and also he's in a position, possibly, uh, should the Jeff Sessions appointment to Attorney General of the United States go into effect, that Senate seat will be open to a uh, an appointment from Governor Robert Bentley. So the the Governor of Alabama has been kind of embroiled in, in a lot of news recently. Yeah, just so, a lot, a lot, lot going, on. going on. So that's uh, the Alabama State Board of Missions recap, their annual meeting that was held down there in Montgomery. Another good meeting, good report from them. Moving on to the Texas meetings, had both of those recently. Uh, we're going to start with the SPTC, the Southern Baptist of Texas Convention. Amy? Yes. So uh, this was hosted by Great Hills Baptist Church in Austin, uh, where they approved a budget of around $28 million. This is a 1.5% increase from uh, 2016. That convention can already sends 55% of its budget to SBC Cooperative Program Missions and Ministries, uh, and they designate 45% for initiatives there in Texas. That's the highest percentage of any uh, state convention. Also, the biggest state convention without universities, children's homes, 
hospitals, those right. other institutions that they have to fund as all well. So that makes yeah. that that helps make that possible. Right. Um, and all their officers were up for reelection, no opposition. So Nathan Leno, uh, for who it will be president again, Dante Wright uh, from Sweet Home Baptist Church in Round Rock, Vice President and Juan Sanchez, uh, who uh, I, I know from a long time ago at Southern Former Seminary. guest on the pod, by the way. Yes, that's right, as recording secretary. He's from Austin. Um, and Nathan Leno is a pastor of Northeast Baptist Church in Humble, um, Texas there. And I saw something on Twitter about how there was a, a, an unbelievable nominating speech Yes, uh, Josh for Smith. him, but I, I haven't seen. Um, I haven't, seen, I haven't seen any recordings of it, so it's out it'd there. Be I've got to go find it. I, th- I saw yeah. it the other day, and I think I favorited it on Twitter to go back and look. And I just have not had the time to go back and look at it. Well, I definitely put that in the show notes because then I will go go look at it because I saw the chatter about that. It'll be a lot of fun, and, and it sounds like it would have been especially fun because if he was unopposed, sometimes those are the times you can really have a good time with a nomination speech like that because there's no you know tension. But they had 823 registered messengers, 386 registered guests uh, for a total of 1,209 in attendance. All right, moving over to the Baptist General Convention of Texas. Uh, they held theirs in Waco, Texas, and they approved a budget of $36.64 million, uh, which is just slightly down from last year, but they are moving to a 21% cooperative program uh, giving formula that keeps 79% in the state uh, for the state ministries and their uh, institutions, and 21% moves on. They had a, a one big piece of legislation was on the BGCT, which we mentioned a couple weeks ago, the, the churches that they were slated to um, remove from association from the state convention. Uh, that was brought to the floor in a form of a motion by Steve Wells, the pastor of South Main Baptist Church in Houston. Uh, he set in place a procedure to consistently address churches to be considered to be outside of the harmonious cooperation. That's what we talked about. And gave the executive board the authority to remove a congregation outside of harmonious cooperation, and that was passed. So uh, they approved that motion. The second motion brought to the floor by Craig Christina, the pastor of Shiloh Terrace Baptist Church in Dallas, reaffirmed the BGCT's longstanding historical position on biblical human sexuality and marriage, specifically within the context of considering whether churches are within harmonious cooperation. So a couple of motions passed to grant the authority to the executive board to remove churches who, uh, who are not found to be in cooperation uh, with biblical doctrine as defined by the BGCT. Yeah, very interesting. And I, I know there was a lot of discussion about that motion right after it happened. This, for us, it mirrors how the SBC handles it. I mean, yeah. we have something in our bylaws that speaks specifically about this issue saying uh, this is a, a, a clear uh, definition of the lines of cooperation. And so the BGCT is doing the same thing. Yeah, we've seen it in local associations. We've seen it statewide in some states, and we've seen it in you know the national SBC. And uh, just once again, appreciate the biblical stand by the BGCT. Moving over to Tennessee at the event that I was at, they had yes. 1,200... And 11 registered messengers at this. Okay, how about that? And then wow. had about 2,000 people there on the November 13th evening worship service led by Steve Gaines, president of uh, the SBC and pastor of a Tennessee Baptist church over in Bellevue and Baptist in Memphis. So I mean, a huge crowd, great attendance at this. You know, it was held in the uh, the shadows of Dollywood and Gatlinburg. I was going to say, doesn't hurt wh- how does, yeah, how does that match up with years that it's not in yeah. when it's you held know, in jackson tennessee no offense to union university but absolutely but when you've got like Gatlinburg the tourist destination and, of gatlinburg right 
Right. Well, they had a great special on the indoor water park too. Apparently, um, I was talking oh, wow. to some people. It's it it was held at the convention center, which is right next to the Wilderness Lodge, which okay. is the big indoor water park right there in Sevierville. Yeah. If yeah. you haven't been to Sevierville, trust me on this, folks. It's a big deal. Uh, anyway, so they were getting like eighty nine dollar a night rates for that, so which is a really good rate. And yeah, because so. when you get in and you have a room, then you get free admission to the water yes, park. Free admission so. it's included to it, yeah, so you kids. can bring the whole family. It's a yep. pretty good encourager. Let's just say that. Yes. Uh, but all right, they proposed a budget of $35 million with 45.52% moving on to the Southern Baptist Convention Cooperative Program on target to get to a 50-50 distribution by the year 2018-2019. So we're like two years away from them being 50-50, which is fantastic. Uh, Tennessee, That's one of the great. bigger conventions, one of the bigger budgets to be able to move uh, to 50-50 like they are doing it's just a, a great job and great leadership by Randy Davis, the executive director of the Tennessee Baptist Convention. Uh, they also elected some officers. Uh, Steve Freeman, pastor of Grace Baptist Church in Springfield, just north of Nashville, was elected. It's my hometown, or right, it's kind of the county it's in Cheatham seat. County? Anyway, it's in Robertson County. Oh, okay. It is Sorry. the uh, county seat of Robertson County. Oh. And uh, Coopertown is the farming community right outside of Springfield, where I'm actually from. But uh, Springfield's right there. So Grace Baptist Church, Steve Freeman. Yeah. So he was uh, the president and has actually served on the executive board, the vice president, second vice president. So he and been president of the Tennessee Baptist Pastors Conference. So he's pretty much done it all in the SBC here in Tennessee. Michael Crandall, pastor of Hillscrest Baptist Church in Dyersburg, was elected first vice president. And Todd Stennett, pastor of Black Oak Heights Baptist Church in Knoxville, uh, was elected the second vice president without opposition. And uh, the, the big story coming out of this one was the changing of the Constitution and governing documents to reflect the name change to the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. So uh, instead of the TBC, they're not the TBMB. So no real change in the scope of what they do. Just we, we've seen this kind of changing. You know, you have the Alabama State Board of Missions. You have the Georgia Baptist Mission Board. Now you have the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. A lot of these are kind of moving uh, their names and, and changing them around to reflect their actual work as a, um, a mission board rather than a, a state convention of churches. Excellent. So now we'll move to my state uh, to hear about the North Carolina Baptists. Of course, I was there um, for just a little bit, really before the meeting got started, uh, before we headed to Texas. But uh, the Baptist State Convention in North Carolina met in Greensboro, which is where it, it always meets at the convention center there. Um, they voted to approve a budget that will increase the uh, cooperative program funds um, to 40.5%. That's a half point increase over last year's allotment. And had a huge crowd. 1,538 messengers, 320 visitors. Wow. It's always a huge crowd. Uh, remember, now, this is it's held at the convention center in Greensboro. For those of you who went to the SBC in Greensboro uh, in 2006, Six. I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, of Frank course, Page we had election our... year, Wiley Drake election year, those. Right, year. yeah. We had our meeting at the um, arena, but most people stayed over at the Sheraton where there's a convention center, a lot of auxiliary meetings were there. That's where uh, the North Carolina Baptist convention is held. So there's plenty of room to spread out. It's a great convenient spot for everyone in the state. Uh, so it, it was a big meeting. Uh, David Platt spoke. So I think that drew uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of crowds um, as well. So it was, it was a big time. I think people had a great time uh, being there. 
As far as business goes, Cameron Gill, the pastor of Dublin First Baptist Church, was elected as the Baptist State Convention of North Carolina president. Joel Stevens was elected first vice president, and J.D. Grant was elected the second vice president. And uh, they approved four motions and uh, amended portions of the bylaws. Uh, just some minor changes in there just to kind of bring things up to uh, more consistency, clarity, and correction. Uh, one more thing, which we don't always get to touch on the pastor's conferences in these states, yes. but just of note, uh, we uh, also they elected a president of the North Carolina Baptist Pastors Conference. Still trying to figure uh, out this one. Good friend how, of how ours, Matt Caps. <laughs> Matt, Matt Caps, Caps from Fairview Baptist Church in Apex. Uh, so very, very excited about that. Yep, right I saw him right area. after. Yeah, I saw him right after the election had happened, and he almost just looked like I don't know what just happened. But there you go. I think he's going to do a great job. Yeah, when the news broke on Twitter, I started texting him possible uh, recommendations for next year's pastors conference. So I'm still waiting for him to get back to me on those and, and see if if those are going to land or not. That should be fun. That'll be a lot of fun. All right. So now let's move to my former state, uh, the Southern Baptist Conservatives of Virginia. This was a big one. They celebrated the 20th anniversary of their convention's founding, and they surpassed 700 cooperating churches. That's a really exciting uh, thing, a very big deal. We were there for the 10th anniversary uh, meeting, which I think also maybe was at First Baptist Church in Roanoke. They always do it there uh, every other year. Um, and it, it's such a, a celebration, kind of these milestone anniversaries, particularly just given some of the history uh, on, on the founding of the SBCV. And um, so it's it, it's very exciting uh, to pass that 700 mark. Um, a lot of churches planted for that and more than 1,200 people uh, were in attendance. So very exciting for the SBCV. Yeah, also elected their first Hispanic uh, state convention uh, official. Carlos Payan, pastor of Iglesia de las Americas in Lynchburg, was named the second vice president. And Brian Smith was uh, reelected to his second term as president. Greg Brinson, pastor of London Bridge Baptist Church in Virginia Beach, was elected first vice president. And James Ford was elected the secretary. He's the discipleship pastor at the Heights Baptist Church in Colonial Heights, Virginia. Yes, uh, very exciting. They had uh, seven resolutions that were all adopted unanimously. Um, just a, several different ones. They don't even mention them all in the in the story. But prayer for elected officials, revival and spiritual awakening, an affirmation uh, for the of the Gloucester County School Board, um, who are in, that is in a lawsuit before the U.S. Supreme Court. Um, on the you know issue of restroom use, a, a conversation that a lot of states are having, um, but they had they had some great speakers as well. And uh, what about the budget? Nine point two million dollars unchanged from last year. Also, fifty one percent onto the SBC, forty nine percent stays in the state for SBCV Ministries. Excellent. Well, that that meeting is always great. A lot of celebration. So I know they they had a good one. All right, over to Kentucky, another fifty uh, fifty state. And uh, they share their $22 million budget uh, between the KBC and the SBC. And they also increased the budget by $500,000 giving last year. Remember, we we talked about the record giving last year. That reflects in the budget for this year. Um, The Kentucky Baptist Convention elected Bill Langley, pastor of Severns Valley Baptist Church, as the KBC president. And also Kenny Rager, the church planner and pastor of Community Life Church in Owensboro, was elected first vice president. Josh Landrum, pastor of Bullet Lick Baptist Church. What a great name. 
uh, nice. in Shepherdsville was elected the second vice president. Uh, yeah. Then they also had a, a big resolution uh, on human trafficking, calling on law. They called on law enforcement and prosecutors to do everything in their power uh, to end human trafficking and for Kentucky Baptists to become educated on how to prevent it and how to minister to those uh, victimized by it. They also had a resolution promoting foster care and adoption, uh, urging Kentucky Baptists to support Sunrise Children's Services, uh, a ministry of the KBC. Over to Oklahoma, the BGCO passed a budget, a $1 million increase over 2016 of $25.5 million, uh, 45% of that stays in the state, 40% on to SBC cooperative program causes, 15% stays with Baptist General Convention of Oklahoma affiliates. Uh, so it's basically 60-40, um, and those affiliates are the institutions in the state. Newly elected officers are President Joe Ligon, pastor of First Baptist Church in Marlowe, First Vice President Mike Keybone, pastor of Cherokee Hills Baptist Church in Oklahoma City, and Second Vice President Kevin Baker, pastor of Martha Road Baptist Church in Altus, Oklahoma. Uh, we talked a couple of weeks ago the drop in CP giving, and in one of our data points, we mentioned that Oklahoma showed the biggest drop in CP giving in the first month of the budget year. I talked to somebody at Oklahoma and had a chance to talk to them about that and find out what the reason was. We figured there was some kind of counting timing issue or something like that. Uh, yes. we, we mentioned that on the podcast. We mentioned it in the uh, the data point as well. I'm able to confirm that is the case. There was like a three hundred thousand dollar payment that did not come through yet. Uh, so it probably reflected in November. I'm wondering if that was across all the states, and maybe, just maybe, we'll see that number in a, in a week or so whenever we talk about the next round of CP shoot back up. So uh, it was yeah. just good to be able to follow up on that. I know it's not kind of really related to the state convention uh, annual meeting, but at the same time, it's related to Oklahoma and uh, that big drop that we saw, not just from Oklahoma, but from the the national CP giving last month. Right, because if you look at the calendar, so... Uh, October 30th was a Sunday. That was the last Sunday. So if if, they, if there was some sort of a waiting time until all of these funds come from the month of October, by the time they actually get to uh, the SBC, you're into November. So uh, some, some final gifts from October may not be counted until November. So you're just going to have some of those things uh, that will happen. Again, not, not necessarily errors, but just idiosyncrasies uh, of the system and the calendar uh, as well. So thank you for uh, getting some clarity on that. Yep. And thanks for the Oklahoma Baptists for being willing to, to do some digging and let us know what was going on with that. So uh, I'm, I'm hoping that's the case across the board and other states as well. Over to West Virginia, the first annual meeting for new state convention executive director Bill Hanard, where he took over earlier this year over in West Virginia, had 155 messengers and 48 guests which marked a 120% increase in total attendance over last year's annual meeting. So uh, last year, very low attendance. This year, attendance shot way up uh, for them, 120%. So and they announced some 2020 goals. So kind of the, the strategy that uh, Bill Hennard has for the state convention involved 25% of the state's congregations in church planning, achieve a 90% success rate among church plants, form additional Acts 1-8 partnerships linking West Virginia Southern Baptist in missions partnerships with believers in the state, in other states, and across the world, increase baptisms 5% per year among reporting churches, and initiate a revitalization process in at least one church in every West Virginia association. So uh, some, some good goals, a great vision shared there 
by Bill Hennard in West Virginia. They adopted a budget of $2.5 million, an increase of 6% from the current year with a 60-40 split between West Virginia and the SBC causes. Uh, all four convention officers were reelected, President Ron McCoy, Vice President Todd Hill, Second Vice President Paul Harris, and Recording Secretary Jim Messenger. Fantastic. Sounds like a great meeting. Um, all right, now let's look at Florida. Let's. Goodness, there are just so many meetings. <laughs> this is just a ton. Yeah, we'll, we talked about it. Last week was the busiest week of the year. Uh, but down there, Executive Committee Chairman Stephen Rummage was elected president, and they approved a $30 million budget for 2017 with a 51-49 split. Yes, and that's SBC Executive Committee yes. Chairman uh, Stephen Rummage, who was also chair of the Committee on Resolutions this past year, so very uh, involved at the national level, also at the state level. So he's the uh, new president of the Florida Baptist State Convention. All right. Javier Sotolongo was elected the first vice president, and second vice president went to Boyd Bunting, and Randy Huckabee was uh, named the recording secretary. They both served in these positions last year. Uh, one thing to note at the bottom of the Baptist Press story, we'll have it in the show notes, uh, they celebrated the planting of 44 new churches. So that's uh, that's really yeah. exciting. That's something Tommy Green has been passionate about, and he made that plain as day when he started, uh, that he was going to push for church planting in the state, and, and it's happening 44 in one year. That's a lot. It's yeah. like, I mean, that's practically one a week that they're starting a new church every week in Florida. That's fantastic. Also approved a constitutional amendment establishing the Baptist Faith and Message 2000 um, as the guiding interpretation of Scripture. So this is something we saw in a lot of states. Florida did it as well. Yeah, Mississippi, I think Missouri maybe, a um, couple others So did that. So Iowa, was it Iowa that had the, the three-pronged approach, I think, too? Um, yeah. All right, that'll move us up. Uh, speaking of the Midwest, up to Minnesota, Wisconsin, uh, the theme, Thy Kingdom Come. It, it looks like that. It, it, in the Baptist Press article, you need to see the picture because it's almost like this crown is floating over the guy talking over his head. Yes. It's, it's not making light of it. It's just, uh, I mean, it, beneath a large That's pretty theme awesome. graphic depicting a large jeweled crown and the words, Thy Kingdom Come, Leo Endel. There's a Leo Endel with his crown floating over his head. It's pretty cool. Anyway. That's pretty um, fantastic. <laughs> Diversity was a theme at the Minnesota-Wisconsin uh, annual meeting. Frank Page was there talking about the 23% of Southern Baptist churches who self-identify as ethnic congregation. Well, 38% of Minnesota-Wisconsin Baptist congregations are uh, an ethnic variety. Yeah, that's 73 out of their 191 congregations. So that's a, a huge amount. They have um, Liberian, Ethiopian, Sudanese, Nigerian, Kenyan, Ukrainian, Russian, Slavic, Hmong, Laotian, Korean, Hispanic, African-American, Native American, and Anglo churches. That's unbelievable. That's a lot and, going on up there. Yeah, and four multi-ethnic churches, two of which are so diverse that there's no single ethnic group uh, holding a majority. They checked Phenomenal. the other box, I think, down there at yes. the bottom, you know, so... Uh, but Leo Endel, the executive director of the MWBC, uh, spoke there, and they approved a 2017 budget of $1.35 million, a 3.4% increase over the previous year, and $470,000 of that uh, will come from cooperative program giving, and 22% of that is going to move on to the SBC causes, up from 20% last year, so they increased their SBC giving by 2%. Jackie Hill was elected president of the convention. He was 
kind of assumed the position after Paul Freeze, father of our good friend Micah Freeze, uh, moved to Tennessee yes. to become a director of missions down here. So Jackie took over. And Tony Goldbranson of Emanuel Baptist Church was elected the vice president. That's in Racine, Wisconsin. Chris Heng was elected the uh, second vice president. He's at Twin City Hamong Baptist Church. We've talked a lot about the Hamongs lately, it seems. Uh, and then recording secretary Wes Shimwell was reelected. And assistant recording secretary Jim Gress was reelected as well. Excellent. All right. And now we're, we're getting there. We're almost to the end. Two Let's more. go to South Carolina. All right, South Carolina, first annual meeting for new state executive director Gary Hollingsworth. This was a big one. So they met uh, at Riverland Hills Baptist Church outside Columbia. Gary Hollingsworth uh, reported to them South Carolina is one of a few states that's going to experience major population growth over the next five years. So he was calling everyone uh, to reach people in South Carolina. Also uh, in that, projected to have the third highest growth rate in ethnic population in the U.S. So it was a real... Uh, real challenge uh, to the churches there. Yep. They passed a budget of uh, $28.6 million, which is unchanged from the last five years. Uh, they allocate 54.5% um, in-state. They send 41% to SBC causes through the cooperative program and 4.5% directly to the International Mission Board. Keith Shorter became the new president uh, Marshall Blaylock was chosen to be the president-elect in next year, so he'll he'll yeah. take over at the end of next year, the 2017. Yeah, so uh, they kind of move. They, they, they kind of move it a year out. It's kind of they go different. in advance. Yeah, so first vice president Bryant Sims, pastor of First Mount Moriah Baptist Church in Greenwood. Second vice president Lisa Willard. Hey, we got a woman as a second vice president, wife of the pastor of Calvary Baptist Church in Darlington, home of the Lady in Black, the the NASCAR track there. Uh, recording secretary Adrienne Smith, a member of Taylor's First Baptist, former uh, pastor, is uh, Frank Page in Taylor's uh, yes. South Carolina. And registration secretary Larry Zaki, the pastor of Hemingway First Baptist Church in Hemingway, South Carolina. And they had standard resolutions, um, pastoral care, biblical sexuality, and the freedom of conscience. Biblical illiteracy and pastoral responsibility. I think that's very interesting. Church and school partnerships and evangelism to unreached people groups and places. So right. check that story out. Now, finally, on our final and last state convention recap for now, uh, there's a couple of them I think still outstanding. But the Illinois Baptist State Association increased their CP giving uh, to 43.5% of the $6.3 million that, that will be coming in from their budget of $8.5 million. So an $8.5 million budget, 6.3 of that in cooperative program giving, and 43.5 of that 6.3 will go on to SBC causes. If you followed those numbers, congratulations, because I don't think Amy did. I math. math. It's just, yeah. They said there and, would be no math. That's right. And it's on hot. We're on holiday. Yes. I don't, I really, I really don't like to do math all right. on holiday. Uh, and far as the officers went, uh, all of them were reelected to serve their second one-year term. President Kevin Carruthers of, of Rochester First Baptist Church, Vice President Adrian Robinson, the pastor of Hillcrest Baptist Church, and Recording Secretary Patty Holscotter, member of Living Faith Baptist Church in Sherman, and Assistant Recording Secretary Teresa Ebert, member at Temple Baptist Church in Canton, Illinois. And they also presented 10 churches for affiliation in the Illinois Baptist State Association. So added 10 churches and, and affirmed That's them great. Uh, in their membership. That's excellent. Uh, great Great uh, time. Man, what a week or a couple of weeks. Some of these may be a little bit uh, delayed, mm -hmm. but 
lots and lots of states meeting everywhere. Our admissions team at Southeastern definitely felt that. Uh, we, we had folks dispatched all over the place, spreading materials um, as evenly as possible among them. So uh, lots of states. So it's, it's good for us to remember that Southern Baptists are not just at work two days a year. Uh, they're work all year round. And the fall is one of the times where people are looking closer to home as to how they can cooperate together uh, in their own cities and communities. And our final piece of news this week, David Platt addressed uh, the Southern Baptist Convention and others, I guess, uh, through a live stream Thanksgiving week and just talking about what's going on at the IMB. He's been doing these live streams routinely and giving updates about what's going on. We kind of talked about the recap last week and last week's episode of the recent trustee meeting. Uh, and this, uh, David was able to do a little bit more of that and talk about the work that's going on around the world through the IMB. And there's a link to the live stream. You can watch the entire thing. It has a, starts out with a little a bit of the Gettys. That's some Gettys uh, pre-roll and singing some of the hymns. I don't. I skipped over the pre-roll. I didn't know if I didn't catch if they sang the southeastern hymn. Amy, I should have stuck around for that and checked that out. I, I gotta go back. And I sing. would hope so because it's very mission focused. Yes, it but, is. So yeah. I, I'm guessing that they did. I'll just go ahead and say yes. They sang the southeastern hymn, and if they did, or you well, think I, you think, I think let's, they did. Yeah, let's have integrity. <laughs> yes. So uh, you can check out that full live stream. The link is in uh, the Baptist Press story linked at SBC this week. Uh, but that's going to do it for the news this week. And that's going to bring us to my favorite part of the week this week in SBC history. Amy, blow our minds. All right, we're going to go back to 1963. I, I was trying to see if there were any interesting Thanksgiving stories. And uh, maybe if I had continued digging, I would have found one. But then I thought, you know, this is a week where we're not just reflecting on Thanksgiving. Uh, there was a major, major national news story, obviously, uh, oh, yeah. in, mm-hmm. in November 1963. Um which was the uh, assassination of President Kennedy. So, if you're going to tell sa- me that that Lee Harvey Oswald was a Southern Baptist, I'm no, like no, hanging no, this no, thing no. up. All right, good. No, but I just thought it would be interesting to go back and find what Baptist Press had to say about it. Um, so, I, I've got their November 27th issue. Um, which just gives some reflection of what Southern Baptist leaders had to say about it. Um, and it's very interesting. We'll, we'll put the link in the show notes so you can go look at the story yourself. Um, but it tracks uh, so many different leaders. One um, was the SBC president, K. Owen White, uh, was from Texas. So he oh, was really? home. Yeah, he, he was at, at his home in Houston. Uh, when he when he saw it, so he had just a very brief statement. This is a national tragedy. I'm personally shaken by it, um, and he talks about praying um, for the members of his family, for the vice president, for the nation. Um, Executive Secretary uh, Porter Routh of the uh, Executive Committee, he was listening to an office intercom, the the intercom system at the Nashville, um, the intercom system at the Executive Committee offices in Nashville was feeding radio bulletins through the building there. Yeah, so he talks about just that Southern Baptists join with all Christians and Americans in um, expressing sympathy. Uh, the director of the Baptist Joint Committee on Public Affairs, which was uh, an organization uh, at that time, the director, C. Emanuel Carlson, he was in Washington. So he left his third floor office to uh, listen to a radio um, in the lobby there. Uh, he said, no language contains the words for describing uh, the tragedy involved in the assassination of the president of the United States. 
And uh, he goes on, talks about the nation taking it in. Uh, then it's, it, he gives an interesting statement. He says, one would wish to believe that back of this tragedy is simple mental illness. However, this peculiar manifestation of illness can hardly be dissociated from the waves of political hatred, which have been fanned by engineers of animosity. Regardless of the facts of crime and guilt, which are yet to be known, the president's death shocks us into awareness of social illness, which threatens both democracy and freedom. So very pointed words there. Uh, General Secretary of the Baptist World Alliance, Joseph Nordenhog, uh, uh, lived in Washington. He just uh, talked about shock and grief. Um, And then the BGCT, this is the interesting one. So BGCT. Uh, which at the time was the only state convention in Texas, their offices were located in Dallas. Um, So the editor of the Baptist Standard, um, who was was, uh, also based there, E.S. James, he was supposed to attend a luncheon at the trademark, and that's where President Kennedy was headed. He was going to go there from the parade and address the luncheon uh, guests. So the editor of the Baptist Standard, uh, he had met with him, Uh, months before. So he had actually met Kennedy and then he was at the trademark waiting for Kennedy to come when he heard the announcement. Uh, So his, his statement is particularly poignant. He talks about how he uh, was grieving deeply uh, because he um, knew him just about as well as any other. And then uh, also the executive secretary of the Texas convention, T.A. Patterson, um, of of Dallas, so I think that name would be uh, familiar to a lot of people. Uh, he was reacting. It's imp- it's almost impossible to believe a tragedy of this kind could happen, yet it has. There is no way uh, to express adequately our grief. And he was at the Sheraton Dallas Hotel attending an informal interracial meeting of Baptist leaders uh, when the news was announced and they stopped for a time of prayer. So, I mean, I've kind of uh, hit the highlights, but the the entire um, story is, is just very interesting. I would really urge you to go see it because this is, you know, the, these, these are what, you know, some primary sources are, uh, things, news items that were happening at the time. Uh, and this came out on the 27th. These quotes were compiled and it came out on the 27th, just a, a few short days after. So, uh, a, a time that was very important in our national history. Uh, it was also an important time this week in SBC history. And it's good for us to go back and hear the voices from the past reflecting on it. Hmm. No, that's fascinating, Amy. Good stuff there. Uh, yeah, and you know, I never really occurred to me, you know, the the connection between some of the Baptists may have and everything that was going on uh, with the Kennedy assassination. So I, I'm kind of thankful that Jack Ruby or Lee Harvey Oswald wasn't a Southern Baptist because that would have been a really awkward story in BP. Yeah, I and I probably wouldn't have brought that <laughs> one um, to the podcast. So anyway, uh, just it, it's it's good, and we've always had a relationship. Uh, some relationship with our um, local, state, and national leaders. And so obviously, and particularly our our folks that were in Texas at the time would certainly experience it. So Baptist Press was was right there to cover it along with everyone else. All right. Well, thanks for that, Amy. That's going to move us on to our resources of the week. And we mentioned at the top of the show our sponsor, the expected one, the Advent devotional from Scott James. That is available at the Lifeway after Thanksgiving Day sale on Saturday for free for the first 100 customers at each Lifeway Christian store. The Lifeway Christian stores after Thanksgiving sale is my resource of the week. There's a lot going on uh, with that. We'll put a link to that. There's some great deals. If you catch this on Friday, check the uh, link 
at the story uh, to find out where your local Lifeway store is as well as what time it opens. But uh, they got some great sales this week. I am looking and I am eyeing one thing, and that's the new Hillary Scott CD for $5.99. $5.99, new Hillary Scott uh, CD that she's got out uh, featuring the hit song, Thy Will. And uh, so I'm a big Hillary Scott fan from her Lady A days, so I'm going to pick that one up at my Lifeway, not my local Lifeway, but my Lifeway here in Tupelo that I go to after Thanksgiving. Excellent. That's great. Also, so I Jesus hope Storybook Bible, five bucks. Can't beat that. Never I can beat that. Those, but, you Pick know. up a bunch of them. Yeah. So yes. you can give those out to uh, all the kids on your Christmas list. Five bucks for the Jesus Storybook Bible. The new Beth Moore a novel. I think you even had that as one of your resources recently. Half price, yes. twelve fifty. So you can pick that up as well. Um, I'm trying to think of some other. Bible Man stuff is back. So if you're a fan of Bible Man, that's yeah, I there. saw the that. What's is in the it... Bible DVDs are all on sale. I mean, there's three dollar yeah. Christmas ornaments and uh, not Christmas ornaments, but Christmas um, like nativities, mini nativities. So some good stuff there. So yeah, a lot going on at Lifeway. Check it out. New Toby Mac CD is on sale. Um, I'm just trying to think of other things that I saw in there. The uh, ESV Study Bible. Um, a bunch of the Holman Illustrated Bible commentaries and dictionaries. Those are all on sale. So a bunch of stuff on sale at Lifeway Friday and Saturday. So check it out. Excellent. Amy, your resource of the week is? Mine is the uh, Behold the Lamb of God album. Oh, uh, this Andrew is something Peterson. Yes, been out for a long time. The uh, live but version I, is the best. Yeah, and I highly recommend it. I recommend it on several levels. Uh, get the album if you can. It tells, uh, basically it was a concept album that, uses uh, songs from beginning to end. It's about um, 47 minutes, I think. I can't remember for sure they timed it so many times, but it goes from beginning to end telling the story um, of the coming of Christ. And so it's just a really, really well done album. If uh, they, they always have a tour, a live tour, if it happens to be coming to your town, uh, you should definitely... Mind. Yes, it always comes to your town. Um, it does. And that's the best one because all the guests, special guests yep. from Nashville and come Ryman. and show up. Yes. Uh, we, we're going to have to miss it this year. It comes to our area on an alternating uh, situation, so it's not going to be here this year. And driving uh, driving somewhere is just not going to work in our schedule this time around. So we will miss it, but we will be playing the album like crazy uh, in our house. And uh, there's also a book uh, that Rabbit Room Press has put out that's somewhat of a companion to it, has some similar artwork, and it is an Advent book as well, uh, has readings that kind of take you all the way through the story of Scripture up to the birth of Christ. So we'll throw that in, um, that link in there as well. And uh, so highly recommend it for Advent season. Yep, and that is one of those Christmas albums that you can listen to the whole year round and not feel guilty about it or feel like it's too Christmassy. I mean, it, it is Christmassy. But at right. the same time, it tells the complete story of Scripture and just as a great album in general. Right. Fantastic. Yeah, I really appreciate Andrew Peterson and his contribution uh, to the church specifically with that. Yep, it's a great, great album. One of my favorites. Uh, probably my favorite Christmas album out there. Yes. So right above Taylor Swift's Christmas EP that she has. So. Excellent. I didn't even know she had one, so, so I'll go looking for it. from way back. You know, it was whenever, like, you're a new country music star, you got to put out a Christmas album. It's kind of the... right. The, the default thing to do or whatever. So, but anyway. Hey, I saw there's a Christmas album from the guy who played uh, the original Aaron Burr in Hamilton. Really? Um, I can't remember his name, but I just saw that this week. So I, I, I don't start, I, I start out with Behold the Lamb of God and I'll do that some before Thanksgiving. I don't play full on Christmas music until after, but that's one of the first ones I'm going to give a whirl. Leslie Odom Jr. Yes. Be the one. Yeah. 
Yes. So you're bringing up Hamilton. There's it's been in the news way too much this week. Yeah. Um. Very very interesting, and I, I'm I'm not going to comment on that except to say that I have been boycotting Hamilton since the beginning uh, due to my own lack of funds and inability <laughs> to inability to get to New York and to score a ticket. So um, that that was uh, the reason for that. So I will continue to do so until I am able to find a way. Uh, but I, I know it's been very controversial. I'll just still say uh, we can always benefit from studying and knowing history, and the story of Alexander Hamilton is a great one. Yeah. So, All right. Well, that's going to do it for us this week on SBC This Week. It's, it's hard to believe that December will be here next week, Amy. The year has flown by, and you know, we're yeah. in the Christmas season now. Advent is here. Uh, Black Friday, yes. everything about it, you know, it's just it's amazing. That uh, it's it's yes. Christmas time kind of already. It's it's okay to listen to Christmas music now, Trevin Wax. Yeah. So there we go, and uh, we we'll have some good shows coming up at the end of the year, uh, some recaps like we uh, did last year and enjoy doing, and some thoughts going into uh, the new year in 2017. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a good one. Yeah. I was looking the other day at the 2016. I wouldn't say predictions, but just uh kind of thoughts that we had on 2016 at the beginning of the year. Yeah. We were right on on some of them, and some of them just went away into the ether like the topics that we were we thought would be a big deal just kind of fizzled away and well good well so we'll do that we'll do some when we reflect on the year we'll we'll reflect on those we'll pull those back out and and see what happened and then maybe bring up a few things that we missed you know that we thought would happen i mean or that that we never saw coming that happened oh there's Um, quite a there's a big one in november on that so (laughs) we didn't even have that in the in the ballpark yes let Let's just leave everyone in suspense. Stay tuned to see what that one might have been. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what it may have been, but uh, yeah. we'll find out. So, Big uh, yeah, surprise yeah. in November. That one's coming up next next month on SBC This Week. Be sure to subscribe to The Data Point, our weekly statistical email uh, that we send out uh, every week. Uh, we hope you had a great Thanksgiving, and we'll see you next week. See you next week. See you next week.